This is HPR episode 2533 entitled Burp Sweet Slash ABC Mouse Game. It is hosted by Operat Zero R and is about 25 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, I got over my approach for most mobile slash web app pen testing. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is your host, Operator. Today I'm going to be going over a uh, short video on kind of the approach that I use for general web application testing. There'll be a video in the show notes if you guys want to go over it, but I'll try to be as verbose as I can again uh, when going through this video. So the pieces um, for, the, for, this, for this setup, um, this is using an Android emulator to enumerate and attack and discover how a Android application works in hopes to get uh, a benefit or something that uh, is generally time-consuming or maybe a paid currency to something like that. So we're going to look at a children's program called ABC Mouse today. Generally speaking, any Android application that's new, apologize for the grandfather clock that I just took apart that was perfectly working took it apart, oiled it up, and put it back together. But anyways, the, the general idea is that if it's a new Android application and looks kind of clunky, it probably is. Now, if it's a pay-to-play game that's been out for three years and, you know, it's it's one of your big ones like, for example, Clash of Clans, you're not going to be able to do much with that. And even if you do, they're going to snapshot your account back to the way it was or straight-up ban you. Same thing can be said for if you push everyone's accounts on the database, if you affect everyone, then they'll just restore from a couple of days ago and say, you know, you lost a day's worth of work for everyone in the whole server. Um, the idea there is that all these mobile games don't really take up a whole lot of data. So they can do daily snapshots, nightly snapshots for the data. And if something does happen at a at a compromised level or something happens to all the accounts, they can just restore back to where everything was yesterday, right? Anyways, we're going to look at this ABC Mouse game. We're going to use an emulator called NOX Nox Player. And inside of, once you install Nox Player, you'll get, there's a configuration in there that says to, to give yourself root. Once you give yourself root, and I'll, I'll provide some other links to other videos how to do this, um, you'll install Proxy Droid, FS Cert Installer, and I think that's all you really need for now. So proxy drawing will be, be the part to force all your traffic on the Android device when you have root enabled. It will force all that traffic through the proxy. FS cert installer is actually for installing certificates when you need to. This kind of helps in some instances where you're not picking up that HTTPS traffic. You figure out where that HTTPS traffic is going and you 
create a burp suite certificates for that specific server. Now I won't go into how to do this for multiple servers, but the idea being that the meat and potatoes of any application or game are always going to go over the same server or services. So the thing with that is, is that you don't necessarily need to man in the middle of everything, all the servers that the game is talking to. You just need to man in the middle of the main game, meat and potatoes part of it, where if you're picking up a chest or whatever, it's going to pick that up. So the idea is identifying what uh, certificates you need to generate for that specific game. And then there's also the question of SSL pinning, which we won't get into here. There's some... Um, some exposed modules for to bypass SSL pinning that you need to have like an x86 yeah that x86 doesn't work for for Nox but you can use a regular standard Android device and it uses some shenanigans to get around the SSL pinning in some of these games which I've had little to no success with but in general um, you can issue a SSL certificate for that specific host and get everything you need in this case um, I didn't need to do any of that there was no SSL checking it went straight over. Um, it went straight over the the standard stuff. So the second piece you'll need is Burp Suite, of course, to intercept that communication between the application on the phone and the internet, right? And you know you're kind of in the right area, and when you actually launch the application, and you can click Intruder and end up getting some traffic. So we've launched the application. We have it connected. The way I configure um, Proxy Droid is you can actually run commands called like I think it's called net um, if something or cfgif. There's a command that you can use with the terminal client inside of Android to figure out what your default gateway is. Um, I think it's net control. Let's see if I can remember. Mm. S-T-O-R-I. It's called... Let me let me get it, what, what it actually is, and I'll put it in the... Oh, okay, so there's... Um, easiest way to do it is IP space route space show in any Android emulator. You don't need admin to do that. Our default route here is uh, 172.17.100.2 inside of Nox, and depending on your version of Nox or whatever, you might you might have your results may vary so with that said um, we've configured the uh, proxy droid to aim at uh, 172.17.100.2 which is our default gateway which is the host machine this is essentially a virtual machine this Knox player and its default route is the host machine which is the main computer that the, the virtual machine is, is imaging so we've set up our traffic to route through the actual host box and that way, if something moves around or the IP changes of my system, no matter what, it's going to go to the default route, which is, in theory, should be the same system, same IP. So we started it up. I've logged in. Um, as you can see, I've already got like 98916 tickets here. The goal here is to get a lot of tickets. Um, and I will tell you, I spent, I spent a fair amount of time trying to get this to work and then later realizing that it's actually something very simple so um, we'll go to kind of go through the basics here um, the idea is that you play this game and you you do a, a function so we'll go click into the classroom the here to continue on your current lesson and we'll click some maybe not some reading reading takes a while to do we'll do a quick puzzle here puzzles 
And we'll pick a four-piece puzzle here. And the idea is to look at this proxy and turn the intercept on and off kind of while you're doing things so you can see the traffic being sent to the server. And sometimes you have to capture the traffic being sent, uh, being replied to. So sometimes you can manipulate the traffic coming from the server. And then based on that, it, the application will pick up that traffic. And then on the next time it syncs, it relays that, relays that back to the server and says, oh, the server told me I got a token. I told the application on the Android device that I got 999 tokens. And then next time it goes to do a perfunction, the actual application tells the server, hey, I'm updating my, I played a game and I got 999 tokens, go ahead and sync it. And sometimes there's some encryption involved or encoding or whatever. So here's our completed game. There's lots of parameters in here. Um, they're not straightforward. So if you look at a Burp Suite in the, in, in the video here, you'll have two parameters in the actual Burp Suite. Now, this is JSON silliness. Um, there's all kinds of, looks like JSON in here and some other bits of stuff. This almost looks like a file attachment, the way these are set up. It's, this kind of looks like file attachments that are being kind of sort of mangled and uploaded. So this is kind of like a custom web-based, uh, like a web-based uh, protocol thing. So we have all these values in here and these are actual values. So we can take this and do a, send it to repeater. So we've completed the course we've gotten well we'll go ahead and let this run through we'll turn interceptor off and let our we did the puzzle and we're going to let our traffic run through you've already received oh. tickets for doing this activity five times today oh so i've already received a ticket for doing this activity five times today which doesn't make any sense because i haven't done this activity today maybe it's a delay thing or something like that so first thing you try to do in any of these types of scenarios is do a replay attack that's the easiest thing to do. So we sent that request that we that gave us, in theory, should have given us a ticket, and it sends us off to um, uh, to repeater, and we will repeat this request as, as it is, no mingling or anything, and we get back from the server success, which is kind of weird. It says success colon false, which means success was false, which is kind of weird. Um, what I found out after looking at this, you'll notice that this number, when you go to play a game, you get this number as a as a unique value. This changes over time. So you say, I want to play this uh, game ID of 7014. And the server says, cool, here's your unique ID to play this game. And when you submit your information, um, I want you to supply this uh, ID with it. Now, the general approach that I take is there is a lot of, of code in here. I don't know how many bytes this is. Um, wow, there's 612 characters, more or less, of code. Now what I found out through trimming, and what you can do is you can essentially start pulling out some of these parameters, right? Um, so for example, we have a device name, Samsung, ABC mouse, Unity. This is user agent crap. That's the first thing you want to take out. So what, what you can do is look at the parameters, how it's set up and sending them, and you can pull out stuff like this user agent tag. So here, we have, after the comma, the user agent tag comes in, and we're gonna go all the way down to where the user agent tag stops. And then look, there's another standard user agent. So let's just take all of this out, 
And then the theory is, is that you would try this parameter, and a man in the middle, when you turn your repeater, when you turn your um, intruder on, you'll keep trying to take out parameters within this to see which ones are affected and which ones are not. So you go through this process. Um, you don't necessarily have to do this, but it helps identify what are the parameters that the thing has to have for it to be a success equals true. And what are the parameters that we can just fall off and and not send off to the server? Now, after a bit of poking and prodding, what I realized is that um, the only parameters it really needs is in this uh, this curl command, which you can right-click apparently in in Firefox and Firebug and even Chrome. You can actually in their developer mode you can right-click some of the stuff, the requests, and actually pull that into it'll copy the clipboard the curl request for that same thing for burp suite if you right click a request it can create a curl script for that specific request so we've got our parameters here that i know for a fact that that's the only ones it needs um and i'll probably run this through the proxy just to give you an idea of what it would look like so we've got a, a sig went up here and apologize for the clicky keys. The, the lowercase x switch tells you to, to use a proxy. So what I like to do is when I've got everything all said and done and beautiful, I will take the, the parameter and copy to um, curl command and keep it uh, for my notes. So when I do need to replay it, I can kind of reverse engineer how I got it. So we'll do curl, we'll actually paste this command in and then we'll go back in here, which actually we'll do. A, we'll add it into this part. X localhost 8080. So now, when this comes through, we can turn our interceptor on, and we're forcing the same request, but we're forcing it through Burp Suite, so we can look at what it looks like on the on the front end through through Burp Suite. So we're going to paste this request in. And now we've got our minimum requirements for our for our request. Now the cool thing about this is notice how small this request is. Notice how large this request is. There's a lot of parameters in here. You got all this junk up in here. You don't need user agent. We're essentially passing user agent string like four times in the standard uh, in, in the standard um, request header, which is really weird. Why would you tell? Why would you? give a user agent by design in the browser and then send another user agent and then send some other user it doesn't make any sense anyways a lot of these are built on like built on top of platforms that are built on top of platforms and they don't actually realize that they're getting the information they need they don't need to put that inside of the app but since their back end is like here's the code for user agent use this they end up getting duplicate efforts around uh, around pulling that information when Duh, all you need to do is pull user agent from your log. You don't have to pull user agent from your stupid uh, application. So anyways, um, actually it added curl in here because I used curl and curl, I guess, unless you specify a user agent of null or nothing, it will actually pass the user agent as curl. So this is what the, the in-game request looks like. What I was trying to do was create a script at the beginning to automatically send me a list of all the, um, uh, I had a list of all the game IDs, right? And there's a bunch of them. So I, I got a list of all those. And I was 
using those to ask the server to say, hey, give me, a, give me an ID for this particular game that I want to play. And once you get that unique ID for that particular game, you, at any time within, it seemed like two or three hours, you could play that game and get credit for that game through the, the curl request or through the burp suite request. So as long as you had that key and it wasn't used to say that you completed another game, you could use that key almost at any time, or maybe there was some kind of uh, dropout period or whatever. So uh, at the beginning, I tried to create a script that would automatically roll through every single application, give it, have it give me a key or three, because you can play some of the games three times, um, three, three different keys for each application. So if there's 1,500 applications, I would get three times that many keys and have it roll through and play the game. So I was working through that, working through how to escape uh, curl characters and try to input variables inside of um, double escaped quotes and all that silly stuff. And I said, you know what, let's take, a, let's take a step back and just approach this again from a different side. And it was what I should have done from the beginning, right? Um, we looked at this. I looked at this request, and I noticed that there's these parameters in here. When you send off a, uh, when you send off after you've completed the game, and we'll we'll, we'll show you that back here. For example, um, we'll find one that has a an ID in it. Token, 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 token. Arguments, token. Eh, I'll spare you the, the the whatever of that. Actually, we'll go through Knox and say, like, play again. See what happens. We're not going to get any points for it, but I think we'll send this to repeater just in case we lost it. So I'll show you and kind of talk to you about what, what the parameterization hey, looks like. And then they gave me a ticket. So it looks like if a certain amount of time goes by and you don't actually pick up your ticket, it says you already got as many tickets as you can for this game. Which just is interesting. Uh, interesting uh, little side thing there. Alright, so what I did find out later, which after screwing around with it for like three hours, um, you get this. This is our submit. This is a valid because we got a response back that says success true is what you're looking for. Now, what I start, first started m manipulating was the server side response to say, give me points, you know, 999 and total points, 999999 and all that stuff and, and going on with the application. But th the problem with that is that I, what I ended up back with is when I submitted back to the server, I would still only have my however many tokens I really had. So the client appeared to have as many tokens as I wanted. But then when I went and talked back to the server, I never had the tokens that I, the client had. So I fooled the client, but I did not fool the server. Um, so I took, a, I took a step back and said, you know what, let's do the basic stuff. Let's strip out all the parameters we, we know we don't need, which was part of this repeater effort. Strip out all the parameters we don't need and just only sit on what we absolutely have to have. This is actually missing the first part of the parameter here. So, like, we'll take this. It's gonna look a little bit more like. Yeah, these are, these look really different for whatever reason. But we'll use this as an example. Say this closes out or wherever. 
Um, what I found out is that this has to be valid, of course, the, the, the unique ID for the application. Um, when I replay or I add a one or whatever, that, that this value sort of is unique. It looks like it's maybe time-based. Because once you capture, and there's there's scripts for purpose that will let you repeat a specific request over and over again to figure out the um, the the entropy of a token or or unique parameter. And there's not a lot of entropy in this. It sticks around the same few values. So it might be time based with maybe a or ID assault of an ID and then like. You know something of the of the time of the time I'm not sure the, how, how it's affected so but it does change I think time-based anyways we, we have our ID for what we're gonna pass to the server then we also have these weird numbers here we have zero negative one zero 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 what I found out is I think I don't remember which one it is um, and I don't have it in the notes here but the whole idea is that one of these values is the actual amount of tokens you receive, which I think it's this one parameter here. So as an example, I'll show you guys. We'll turn uh, intruder off for now, proxy. We'll turn interceptor off. We'll go back, we'll open up a different game just to make sure we get credit. Um, even then, actually, I don't even think we even need to worry about credit because the client actually decides whether or not uh, what tickets you send to the server. So. We're, we're doing this puzzle for the for the last time, hopefully. I think our tickets are around however many. So we're going to put the last piece Eddie of this puzzle in. Apple. We get a negative zero, a negative one as the score, which I think that's what means that you don't, meaning you don't get anything for the for that for that particular piece. But what we're going to do is change that negative one, which means you don't get anything, to nine nine nine, and see what happens. And I'm pretty sure. We're gonna get what we want. Yeah, see, we got 999 tickets. And the important thing about this is that those 99 tickets got sent, it's counting. It, those 99 tickets actually got sent off to the server, and the server said, Yep, okay, that's good. Looks like you got 999 tickets for this playing this game. Which there which means there's no server side checking of the client side vulnerabilities that it sends out. Um, so you'll see this a lot. Um, in little crappy little games or little little local games you can usually manipulate local games or cheap games when you start getting to pay pay premium services um, you might be able to do replay attacks for example the videos I'll put in the show notes um, for games like Star Wars uh, the Star Wars game that I was playing would, would let you do replay attacks but everything else was kind of encoded and uh, encrypted, so the payloads were kind of encrypted, which didn't really matter for a replay attack, because if it's an encrypted payload and there's no like uniqueness to it, you can replay that same payload, even though it's encrypted, you can replay that same payload and apparently the server doesn't care. So if it's one of those things you can roll the dice three times a day, you can just repay, you can just, as long as your session is still good and your session token is still good, you can replay that session and and still uh, not have to worry about actually interactively doing that thing. But um, other than that, I couldn't really find a whole lot to um, the Star Wars stuff other than replay attacks. Um, you get a random user or a random player to join your team when you do some of the fighting. 
and I tried to specify a different uh, player to join that team and um, it didn't appear to affect that. I also tried to modify the stats and level of my own teammates but it was just basically a labeler. It didn't actually mean that they had a level 27 whatever. If I said that it was a level 27 whatever it still had the same power as the, my actual character. So it was almost like a labeling thing. It didn't actually mean so each individual user on this Star Wars server had its own kind of hive for each uh, player. And each player had their own hive and unique ID. So you could use any player you wanted to use, but it seemed like that even if I picked a player that I knew to join my team for this random event thing, it would still like only it would still like um, dumb down that that player and it would still be like kind of a roll of the dice on its stats and it's kind of weird so anyways um, that's a brief kind of approach of how I do web application and mobile application testing um, it's you know figure out how the application works try to understand some of the parameters if you can't then start removing some of the parameters out of your requests and figure out what is really needed to send information to the server to get the to get us to get started, and then you can start messing with client side variables. <laughs> you can mess with client side variables and server side. So a lot of your training, your employee training, all that stuff, I, I guarantee you, it's 99% client side. You tell the server that you passed, or you tell the server that you failed. And a lot of these, um, for my previous employers, had these types of trainings. And you just look at the code a little bit, you know, spend three or four hours looking at the code, understand how it sends its things out, and then say, okay, well, instead of complete, incomplete, I'm going to say passed. And then you hit refresh and you get the passing grade or whatever. Anyways, um, if anybody wants any more details or any more information on how to get this stuff going, please let me know. And uh, please do a show if you have any uh, any any questions or or content? Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.